strange episode. Hi, Esther. <laughs> Hi, Holly. Happy Yule. Merry Christmas. All happy Yule. Yeah. <laughs> I said happy Yule so much today. We're recording on Friday night, which is unusual for us, but uh, we wanted to do like something a little bit Yule themed, and this ended up being not Yule themed at all, but there was no way for us <laughs> no to know that going go into back. it. Can't yeah. Back. We can't go back. <laughs> So in this episode, we are recapping a Hallmark original movie that seemed to both fit the bill of being witchy and also about Christmas. And it missed the mark. (laughs) Yeah, and it missed the mark completely on both. It's like not really about Christmas and it's not really about witches. (laughs) (laughs) But we're going to talk to you about it anyway. (laughs) Exactly, because I've tried this show a million times. But anyway, it is The Good Witch's Gift or The Good Witch Gift, I guess is what it's actually called and we're gonna review it and then probably to incorporate tarot into it at some point maybe draw cards for our weekend for each other at the end (laughs) of the episode (laughs) because otherwise this is not the right episode to start with brand new listeners because this is going to be bananas it's bonkers and not because we are bonkers it's because this movie is bonkers bonkers. and also we're bonkers and also i have Four beverages in front of me. Four. I think yep. it's a record. A fizzy water, a kombucha, and two different types of cider. Wow. <laughs> that is amazing. I just have cola because on Saturdays I drink cola. So. I yay. love it. What a good plan. Just, and Esther already had her gift exchange with her family today. So that's fun. It was And fun. this way we can get the episode out before, because normally we record on Wednesday mornings. Yeah. Wednesday morning this year is Christmas Day, so even though neither of us are super Christmassy, no. it just still seems kind of like it might be nice to sleep in. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it might be nice to just have a few days off. Yeah, so. exactly. So we're, we're doing this something early. So I did some research about the movie. Do you want to hear about it? Yes, please help me background this movie. I have questions. Yes. Okay, so... This movie came out in 2010, which I think is mostly important because there's one point where they're like, a character needs to get a job because all of their real estate <laughs> deals went south. And that feels very 2010 to me. And also the witch, Cassie, Cassie is the witch. Her outfits are super 2010. Yes. I do say I did like one of her sweaters. Me too. I bet it was the same one. The one that was like a deep, deep teal with the sort of bat wings. No, mine and was the first, the first one that was like very Victorian looking with ruffles in the front and like Ew. fit her. I did not like the color, but I like the fit of that. Sweater. Yes. She's got some good sweaters. Yes. Uh, but it's, it's starring Catherine Bell, who is a Scientologist. Oh, in real life, not in, the in real life, not in the movie. In the movie, she's supposed to be a witch. But this is what makes me think that Scientology actually has a lot of power because this was incredibly boring, but it's one of 10 movies and it's a six season TV show now. (laughs) It must be, it must be, what is his name? David, what's his face's favorite TV show? David. Yeah, David Miscavige. Thank you. He's I was super like, into I was like it. David Cassidy is not <laughs> David Cassidy. <laughs> Don't put that evil on David Cassidy. <laughs> no, I, won't. I won't. I like David Cassidy. Okay, so I'm also simultaneously writing down names because I don't know any character names. I just have. Oh, girl, you them. know that I have a list. <laughs> okay, That's so my Cassidy only... is the witch. Cassie Cassie, is Cassandra the witch. Nightingale. Oh, what a name for a witch. Okay, Cassette. Her fiance at the very beginning is Jake Russell. Jake. Police Chief Jake Russell. Police His chief. assistant is Derek. <laughs> which okay. makes me laugh because of fucking Good Place. Yes, 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 yes. 
And then his children are Brandon and Lori. Lori oh is a hilarious name for a child, even in 2010. I know. I was like, these are very 2010 names. Even Lori's a bit And old. Brandon's best friend, that girl who's like another character, her name is yes. Jody, also with an I. Like, who are these adult women? Oh my gosh. Who these names that? are just such like grown-up names for these kids. But anyway, so those are the main names. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. And you can then, cut that part out. Um, and then just for frame of reference, I think Stranger Danger dude oh, is yeah. actually Irish actor. So can you do some IMDB for me? Because I think sure. he's actually Irish because his accent came out a couple of times and he has a very like Irish like posture and clothing manner to him. Yeah, Leon. Leon the bank robber. Yes. I call him Stranger Danger because there's Stranger, Stranger Danger. Danger. Well, but then <laughs> the old man whose relationship to these people I do not understand. I think he's I think that's the dead wife's dad. Okay, that's what that's I thought too. I thought. But he keeps calling himself Irish, but doesn't but sound he's Irish. Not Irish. He's like, Oh, you you bought me some Irish tea. I'm like, um I, people from Ireland, that's not a thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, seriously. It's not like people from England drink just English breakfast tea. Yeah. They do, it's, but it's just not It's not the only thing. Like, oh, I can tell you care about me because you made me Irish breakfast tea. Like, what? Okay. <laughs> I guess we should get into the plot, but I also just before we get started, I do want to read you the list of plots that I made because I was like, there are so many I things think going every on. Every character has a subplot. And yes. I'm not even talking like even like the extras have subplots somehow. Yeah. Every movie. single person. So the plots are wedding, George leaving, all the stuff with the robber, all the stuff with the ring, all the stuff with the teenage friendships, the assistant cop wanting to find love, Martha needing a job, and the bank the banker. The banker finding himself. No, sorry. The bank robber finding himself and figuring out what was important. And the baker finding herself and figuring out what was important. Plus, plus the good witch doing all the baking, but yet having the entire event catered. Yeah, exactly. It was just a lot. Okay, so James McGowan plays the robber. He's Canadian. It was Canadian. Okay. But you know what? You're wrong about him being Irish, but... He was, uh, his father is a heavyweight boxer from Northern England. So maybe you okay, were so maybe hearing some Northern England accenting. Because accent. Northern Eng- England, England's accent, Northern, North England's accent is more a bit thick. What? I want to hear you say the word Northern one more time. Northern. <laughs> oh, you did it. Yay. Oh, I did. Northern <laughs> England. Yeah, I've talking exactly. to my family all morning. So my Southern accent is I am like, so excited. I love so it when you deep. sound all Tennessean. You're like... <laughs> just so cute thank you uh okay so now that we've spoiled the entire thing the whole entire plot the plot is actually not like a christmas plot exactly it really comes down to the good witch and the chief of police of the small town getting married this i think was the second of the 10 movies yes i believe so because they had met in the first one right i did not see the first one but there was stuff alluded to in the first one and i'm like wait 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 yeah, it definitely seems on? like sort of a cinematic universe. The, and the funny thing is that I have watched the first season of the show because it's on Netflix. Oh, right. And in between the last of the standalone movies and the first season of the show, the police chief is killed off. So at the first season of the show, she's like meeting and falling in love with a new guy in town after losing her husband. Does she still have the kids? Yes, she's still, like, parenting them, but they're, like, grown-ups. Because the series started 
in like 2016. Right. And the movie started in 2008. Oh. So, so Jake has been killed off. Spoiler alert. Jake yeah, is now spoiler dead. alert for the show. <laughs> that And I think that the, maybe that's why I felt like their performances were so like cardboard because yeah. I'm like he's gonna die he's gonna die and the guy that she's paired with in the show is way spicier oh. if you ask me okay so well, this, this was not kind of, very spicy at all this so. town is not spicy this was like so weird because I think what our goal was was to do like a fun Christmas Hallmark movie with maybe some romance and some love and some joy and some like holiday and this was spirit. Not that movie. <laughs> and we were hoping there'd be magic and there'd be like some witchiness and there was none. It of was that. very like vague. Like she would talk about like it kind of looked like, oh, are you making a potion, Miss Cassidy? Or Yeah, they're kind of like this, making like teasing her almost. She runs like an apothecary shop in the tiny town they live in. <laughs> Can we start the movie so I can we need, yeah, we need, Okay, I'll start with plot points. Okay, so okay, it starts with the chief of police window shopping, and he's on the phone with Derek, and Der- who's his assistant cop. I don't, there, I'm, there must be a title for that. A deputy? Sure. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Oh, there you go. That's a good guess. Is he, no, he's the chief of police. They call him chief. Well, okay. it doesn't matter. His assistant cop. His assistant cop seems like the one who's most jazzed about Cassie being a witch because when he's yeah. like, oh yeah, I'm window shopping for my fiance, he says, what do you get a woman who can just conjure up anything? And as he's making that joke, the chief sees this sketchy guy kind of like ducking into an alley. Stranger danger. Stranger danger, man. He, uh, and he's like, hold on, I'll get back to you. And he's like kind of trying to track this guy. And then Cassie pops up in a doorway out of nowhere. <laughs> And the camera angle is very, like, jack-in-the-box. Yeah, exactly. And she says, she calls him Chief Russell. Like, oh, hello, Chief Russell. Which maybe would be cute and flirty with different actors. But in this case, I was like, have they met each other before? <laughs> is this the lady he's engaged to? Or what yeah. Is this like, what's happening? Um, and then the doors to her little shop, they're, like, in front of her little shop. The doors to her little shop open automatically. And he's like, oh, when did you get automatic doors put in? And she said, I didn't. And that's, like, the first allusion to magic, really. Right, right. Like, she can control the doors with her mind, I guess. And the chief references his kids being sad about Christmas after their mom died and how, I, like, nothing is, really feels like family understand. anymore. Yeah, The mom died when the kids were, like, little kids. Yeah, so it's been, like, 10 been years like of it not feeling like Christmas. I've been, like, not feeling like Christmas. I'm like, I'm not trying to, like, control your grief. It's been a long time. <laughs> and like, if it's so up- important to you, shouldn't that be something that you work on earlier? Earlier. And you're not like, hey, witchy fiance, you're in charge of the Christmas spirit now. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's like, we need a wife to have the Christmas spirit back in our home. Yeah, exactly. So when then they, like, kind of walk through the store. She gives him an astrological calendar saying, like, don't worry, it's not your only gift. This is just small because there's only two weeks left in the year or whatever, which really just... Just sets it up so that when he gets back to the office and he's talking about how he really wants to set up a wedding date, Derek can say, well, how are you supposed to set up a wedding date with a calendar that only lasts throughout this year? Why doesn't she just tell him, hey, babe, let's get married for Christmas instead of being like, here's an astro calendar. Well, and also there's like this weird moment where she, where he like... After he finds out that it's actually the robber, there's a lot of, like, jumping around scenes. Like, every single scene is, like, 35 seconds long, which makes (laughs) the notes for this, like, completely bonkers. (laughs) bonkers. 
Um, but so he finds out that this, the guy, the creepy guy was like a bank robber who had just been released from prison. He was there for 10 years, all of this stuff. And okay. So, I mean, it's so confusing cause it's just jumping all over the place, but I guess I'll just go in order and we'll address the him proposing the actual date of the wedding when we get to it. But, okay. um, <clears throat> The ba- when he sees the bank robber's face on his computer screen of like, oh, it is that guy. He's back in town. The Derek is like, what do you think he's here for? And the fucking chief of police says, well, he's either here to see his ex-wife and child or, you know, I was the one to put him away. It's like, dude, of course he's here to see his ex-wife and child. child. <laughs> I know. Like, like he conf- he did the bank robbery. He served his time. Now, why would he come after you? Like for when his Christmas. daughter for Christmas? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It makes literally no sense. Um, but meanwhile, the robber goes to Cassie's apothecary, and when he walks up to the door, the door slam in front of him, and she's like, "Can I help you?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, you re- like this place really has been fixed up since the last time I saw her. Saw it." And she's like, oh, are you new in town? And he's like, oh, I'm just visiting after some time. But I used to live here. And then she says, like, oh, maybe you know my fiance, Chief Russell. And then it's, like, kind of prickly. And then, well, and then he's like, oh, what's that over there? And she's like, oh, there are peacock feathers behind this curtain. Like, and, and, and she falls for it. She goes, she's like, like, let me go get them go for get you. These, these total peacock feathers that no one can see behind this curtain. He's yeah, like, they're, okay, like, in good. the back of the store. <laughs> I do not. It's like when somebody's like, do you have these shoes in another size? And somebody's like, oh, let me go check. But without seeing the shoes first. Yeah. Like, do you have anything cool back there you want to show me? It's basically what he said. To me, it was just really funny. He's like trying to distract her like, hey, what's that over there? And she's like, oh, let me go look. And then (laughs) it's just like, what? And he like kind of looks a little bit sketchily towards the cash register. I just yeah, bit my tongue. Like the, a lot of this was very much like music and the ominous music in the background. Yeah, very, so much like, ominous music. Stuff that people do in normal life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like a lot of stuff where it's like, I don't know if we should be that worried about this. <laughs> so then it, there's like a little interstitial where uh, the chief's teenage son is being all sad towards his grandpa, basically. Oh, yeah. Where he's like, his grandpa's like trying to get attention from the kids and the kids are like, oh, we have other stuff going on because we're teens and you're not important to us. And so. And our mom teen... is dead and we can't have a good Christmas. Yeah. Until this woman <laughs> comes into our life. And so the grandpa seems sad. Everyone just ke- seems pretty sad. Yeah. And then the character that I remember the most clearly from watching the first season gets introduced. Martha, which is I the mayor's. Her. I have <laughs> Martha the mayor's petty ass wife written as her intro. I put enter the villain, Martha. Yeah. She's like not very villainous. She doesn't no. make a super satisfying villain. There actually aren't any villains. Yeah. I would, at all. And they try to make, they like really tried really hard to make her a villain, but it just didn't stick. Cause she just seems like kind of a sad middle-aged lady. Yeah. yeah well, they just like, like Martha's like this. And I'm like, but Martha's not really like, like, are they trying to make say that she's like a racist and not a racist? Then why do you keep hanging around Martha? I don't understand this dynamic. But the ra- I don't think that it was a racist. It was like a classism thing where like yeah. she's in charge of the his- historical society and the baker who lives in the town is also on the historical society and wants to put like a sign up on the freeway and Martha's a real big dick to her about it. <laughs> Like, oh, that's so trashy or whatever. And then the mayor comes and tells her that their con, even their condo in Orlando is worth nothing like, okay, because so of I the real estate around, crisis. I remember the scene. 
because I was like, wait, 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 wait. They lost all their money and real estate, like, through one guy. I was like, is is this, like, money laundering or something? Yeah. Because they lost all of their They lost everything. Everything, including the condo, but everything. Apparently, they had more, like, investment homes. And I was like, how? I just thought that, that the happen? condo in Orlando was one of the most hilarious, like, <laughs> name-droppy things. Like, yes. Is like, a condo in Orlando? Is a condo in Orlando supposed to be like a sign that they were incredibly wealthy? Because yes. I think of Orlando as a place that I would rather not be. No, condo, like a real estate, a condo, like a beachside condo, Orlando is expensive. Orlando doesn't have any beaches. They, I'm it's just in the middle in general, of the state. <laughs> in general, Orlando is expensive. So, I have no idea. I lived in Jacksonville for it's a Disney. year. So I'm like, is Orlando nice? I don't know. It's not really nice, but it's still in a swamp. Everything but. I know, Florida is a wasteland. <laughs> and Nathan would say the same thing. Actually, yeah. my sister went to Orlando for a work thing, and Nathan was shitting so hard. He's from Florida. He, he went to University of Florida. He was shitting so hard on Orlando when my sister was like, is there anything I should do or see while I'm here? He's like, just get out of there as quick as you can. <laughs> like, he has no patience Orlando's for not it. great at all. <laughs> not that great. <laughs> yeah, and I've been there once, and it was actually, I've been there twice. Once was really fun. Nathan and I were meeting one of our friends whose uh, husbands was deployed and like had a shore leave and they went to Orlando. That was super fun. We went to like a fun cigar bar. It was beautiful. And then the second time we went to a theme park with his mom and sister. And then on the way back, there was such a bad thunder and lightning storm and Orlando drivers have no idea what they're doing because they are visiting from all over the world. And somebody hydroplaned and motherfucking flipped their entire car end over end like five times right in front of us oh my gosh so do you want to hear it was the worst do you want to hear the incredibly orlando thing that we did yes we pulled off the freeway and sat at a cracker barrel for four hours until the rain stopped (laughs) yep yep that's what you do actually i know actually my dad taught me how to drive and it went during rainstorms like that you get in the right or the left lane and you just follow yeah. the yellow line down and that's all and, you yeah and you go as slowly as slow you as need possible. to to yeah. still be able to see yes but people don't know how to do that so that was terrible the car crash yes. was terrifying okay. and the reaction of let's go eat a let's whole bunch of chicken fried hours. steak and, <laughs> and, <laughs> and potato <rotten> products <laughs> Was just I missed perfect. I do miss cracker barrels. I do. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's one by me, sort oh. of. Not really that close. But within an hour, come visit yeah. me. Yeah. Okay, okay. Anyway, so they lost their Orlando condo and they, she's like basically told that she has to get a job and she's like, But what about my volunteering? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, No, you need to get a job that pays. And the funny thing about that is that she ends up deciding that she's going to plan Cassie's wedding for free, which is not a job not that pays. Not a job that pays. And buying everything for Cassidy. Like, I don't understand yeah, that. It doesn't That's make not, any sense. That makes any sense. So then it goes back to Brandon and Jody, these teen friends. They stop in Cassie's shop. Nobody really cares about it. It doesn't matter. And <laughs> then... <laughs> it well, it's kind it's, of bad. Is this the part where the ring comes in? No, that's oh, okay. what I thought too, because I watched this movie twice. And when I was writing better notes the second time, I was like, and this is where the ring comes into play, but it doesn't, no, it doesn't. at all. Okay. It's like oh, just introducing her. This is where her. for her mom. Maybe. No, that's when the ring happens too. This is literally what? just like, it doesn't make any sense. I don't know how the proximity of the B&B that Cassie owns <laughs> oh, is to B&B her store. Part. She was so funny because she's like, <laughs> It's Christmas and the B&B business is not doing very well at all. I was and like, then, what? And then the mayor was like, this is our high season. We have so many visitors coming. I was like, then why is Cassie? Where are they all staying? 
<laughs> not at the B&B. The Great Apparently House is has, not popular in Christmas. On Airbnb, it has one star. No one stays there. Yeah, She's they're like, there. well, the woman who lives there is really, really commanding of our time and is always trying to fix our fucking problems. Just don't bother staying there. There's a Hilton down the street. It's not worth it. She's going to try to change your life. It's this not tale worth it. makes no sense at all. <laughs> well, also because apparently it's supposed to be in Canada somewhere because the grandpa talks about moving to Montreal. Montreal, right. right. But it's also Christmas and there's no snow until after the ceremony. She creates snow, basically. Right, right. It, I like, thought it was in the U.S. and that he was like, I don't want to move to Florida. I'm going to move to Montreal. And for your old age, <laughs> just to a freezing cold far northern city. I mean, maybe, but it's just very clearly filmed and like... Canadians, please tell us, is Montreal the Florida of Canada? <laughs> Maybe it is. Do all the old people go there to just relax the rest of the day? See, and my experience is that all the old Canadians, at least from like the like Calgary area, come to Palm Springs. Okay. I don't know if there's a Canada of, of if there's a Florida or if there's Canada? a Florida of Canada. Maybe <laughs> Canada, Canada. the world you want to world in the world. <laughs> yeah, I'm super great at geography too. One of my many skills. Um, but anyway, this is where they, this is where the date gets set. And this oh, was yes, another yes. like brief moment of witchiness because he basically says, well, first of all, he says, I just want to give you a family for Christmas. Like she's also never, had a happy Christmas because she doesn't have a full she family. She grew up like in a foster home is like kind of what it sounded like when he was ta- yeah, talking to his but deputy, it's like, dude. It's not super, maybe we needed to watch the first movie to understand the second movie. <laughs> or, read the, or read the Wikipedia articles. <laughs> yeah, that would have probably helped too. But they are all acting like she's not setting the date and he says like, let's get married on Christmas Eve. What was the excuse the last time we like had to move the date and the excuse was Mercury retrograde. Yeah. And, a, and this is the hard thing about this movie is that there's moments where the, the music is signaling to you that something magical is happening, but nothing magical is happening. Right. Like right. he is talking about how the calendar says that Christmas Day is a good day for like, like making plans and, and partnership. Yeah. And it has this music in the background <laughs> where you're like, oh, she must have made the calendar say that. Yeah. Did you get I, that impression too? I, I, I was just like. So she gave him the calendar so he would get the idea to do this. Instead of, like, talking to him saying, hey, why don't we just get married? married Yeah, exactly. She gave him a calendar that said, this day is good for partnerships and love. Hint, hint. On Christmas Day. Hint, hint. Yeah. Seriously. So then they tell the kids. The grandpa feels super left out for some reason, even though she included all of them. His daughter's been dead for 12 years. Yeah. And he likes her. Yeah, weird. they're like all buds. It's so yeah. weird that he feels left out. It doesn't make any sense. Right. Um, and then they're talking about how they only have like six days. Like this is all happening basically like a, like two days ago in real time for us right now. Yes. Like the 18th. They're like, right. let's get married on the 24th. Right. And um, this is her first allusion to, oh, I have all this baking I need to do. And I'm like, yeah, they, yeah, <laughs> they talk about baking a lot, but you never see no, anyone baking. <laughs> Uh, but it's it so comes bizarre. up later that they it have comes been up baking. a lot, like five or six more times. <laughs> it comes up. I'm telling you. Somehow it's, it's integral to the plot to prove that she's like a home witch. But yeah, nothing happens. That's actually an interesting point. Maybe they're trying to prove how much of a kitchen witch she is, that like baking is such a huge component of her life or something. <laughs> Here's the thing. Catherine Bell is a beautiful, yes. smart, wise, yes. gorgeous, tall drink of water in this movie. 
Yes. But also she has no personality and I do nope. not understand any motivation at all. I don't understand. Like, she's beautiful. Like, so so beautiful. Like, absolute goals. I I would kill to be an adult like her. But I do not understand what she's doing because she never is shown making any decisions. But she's always creating huge impacts in everyone's life. Right, right. She's never shown, like, being the catalyst. But by the music, she is the catalyst. Yeah. I wonder if all of the movies are like that. (laughs) Like, what is the draw of this series? (laughs) Yes. You're like, I have nothing to say except for you. Okay, so I think during this part when he comes into her, she's sweeping her B&B, which has nobody inside. With a broom! With like a full-blown wood-handled twig. Twigs! Twig broom. You can't house with that! It's even like if you read stuff about using those, it's kind of more symbolic. You sweep above the ground to move energy around, not literally. Literally sweeping the ground. It does not make any sense. Okay, so then they have this whole conversation about how they're going to need a miracle to pull it off, but this is the season for miracles, so blah, 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 blah. And I'm just thinking, like, if she's such a known witch that all of her townspeople are like, oh, she's a witch, why is she such a traditionalist about Christmas? Mm-hmm. Not that that's not a thing. If, if everyone knows that she's, like, has something magical on whatever scale they think, because everyone, I think, kind of alludes to that at some point in this movie. Yeah. Why doesn't she just magic the shit out of this in two days? Be like, yeah. everyone, chill out. She has this. to, like, go talk to seamstresses to get her dresses made. It's like, if you're so magical. Just which I, I mean, that's a whole I'm thing. I'm of two minds of it. I do like having a witch portrayed that does not have seem to have literal supernatural abilities, really. Like, she does herbs. She does, like, like right. meaningful conversations. She's a warm, caring person. She's not, like like, creating fire in her hands. I do like that portrayal of witches. But also, like, don't make her whole thing that she's a witch and then also make her so benign, I guess. Right. Like, yeah. I, I just want more magic. Right. Yeah. Like, to me, it was very, like, plain witch. Like, they're trying to get the Christian audience for it not to be too witchy, but they're trying to keep, like, other people yeah, that are pagan. true. You know, kind of like, oh, she's just a little witchy, but not, like, in a bad way. Like, in a... In a I'm really into, loving like, way. I'm just going to read your mind and push you in general directions like my mother's intuition would. Yeah, way. exactly. Exactly. Anyway, so then Martha, the mayor's petty ass wife, goes to the bakery and the bakery, the baker is like, like, what do you want, lady? Because she was so rude to her in the heritage meeting. She asks for a job and then she sees the bank robber again, whose name is Leon. Just and it's only stranger danger because she doesn't know who this dude is. She doesn't know who he is, but she she thinks she sees him eyeballing the register and like hip checks him (laughs) to prevent him from robbing or something. Because he was eating his breakfast. Yeah, because he was like having a cup of coffee in this bakery. And the mayor then tells uh, Chief Jake that his entire job is keeping track of this former robber, which seems like police harassment to me. Yes, yes. Oh, and then the assistant cop comes in to talk to Cassie and basically says, like, I wish you had a sister, like, kind of in a weird way. And it gives Cassie the idea to basically get the baker, who's kind of a sad sack at the beginning of the movie, (laughs) and the cop together. And there's, like, a whole subplot in which she gives the baker kind of an enchanted sparkly necklace that makes her the baker feel so good about herself that she like changes the way she dresses and how her hair looks and all this stuff. And then finally Derek, the assistant cop like sees her as a beautiful lady, which is bullshit. (laughs) 
such. Like, I understand there's, like, a form of, like, glamour magic where you want to, like, you get something nice. You do want to take care of yourself. There's stuff like that that happens. Yeah. But it's just, but like, they're in a small-ass town. town. together. They've seen <laughs> yeah. each other before. They she live in a small town. She put her hair down. She didn't get scared, like, <laughs> Literally. Esther, oh. that's exactly what it is. Her <laughs> hair is down, and she's wearing mascara. And, and she like, has, like, a, like a low-cut shirt. Who shirt are like, you? <laughs> pretty lady. Like, it's not just him. Jake does it, too. Like, he's like, oh. Oh, I Heather, didn't recognize you. Everyone knows. <laughs> what? Oh, Baker lady. I didn't recognize it was you. She just has her hair down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Fucking <laughs> patriarchy, Esther. <laughs> <sighs> But anyway, we're not going to talk about that subplot anymore because no. that's the entire it just, of it, it, but it takes like 40 minutes of our time just to get yeah, to that point. <laughs> it's like constant. It, it, they end up getting together at the end. That's the closest thing we have in sort of like a meet cute love situation. And it's not even really that good. No. Okay. So. Uh, ba, 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 ba. Okay. So the teen friend is Leon's daughter. And so Leon, the bank robber, shows up to his ex-wife's house and basically says, like, what can I do to win you back? And they're because I guess his wife filed for divorce while he was in prison, which I think probably happens more yeah. than we think it does. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's basically the wife or the ex-wife is basically like, there's nothing you can do. Like, you kind of ruined everything and we're not letting you back in. But the daughter, Jody, is like into the idea of him being back in their lives And so he promises to make this the best Christmas ever. Like, I will give you whatever you want. This is going to be the best Christmas ever. I'm going to convince you to basically let me back into your life. Spoiler alert, it works, but not how you think. Yeah. Actually, actually, exactly how you think. think. (laughs) Because this is a good movie. This is a Hallmark movie. Yeah, and I'm not even, like, somebody who shits on Hallmark movie. I feel like no. they've been doing a pretty good job in recent years of trying to make them a little bit more dynamic and yeah. interesting. Like, there's been a whole thing where Hallmark movies are kind of coming back as, like, a Christmas trope. Netflix is doing their own. Mm-hmm. Then Hallmark did some really problematic stuff this year where they sort of, like, bowed down. Like, Zola, that wedding website, had a oh, yes, uh, yes, yes. Had commercial with two yeah, women kissing. Yeah. And yeah. then whatever some and they did, christian and they mom group to like show it and of course the yeah mom's group came up like one million moms i think what it was and which probably has like 25 angry sad <laughs> people in it but anyway <laughs> yeah. so they ended up kind of bowing down to that pressure and then having to sidestep it and kind of go back to it because people were like we like now we like hallmark movies because they're feel good don't be shitheads yeah. what is the plan here yeah but anyway, that's so I'm not even saying that I don't like Christmas movies. Oh no, movies. I I watch Christmas movies. Like the like uh the one that um, Heating Bosoms did. Yeah, year, the year, night I before Christmas. Yeah. They're cute. I like I like fun romantic comedy movies. And you don't have to pay very close attention and in no. fact, you shouldn't because if you do, this you happens. Like us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it needs to be something like when you're cleaning. Yeah, it needs exactly. It's a perfect cleaning movie. <laughs> Because you can pay attention to the, all the little subplots and it keeps your mind going and yeah. cleaning. Yeah, exactly. And you're getting something done. I don't exactly. even think this is a good laundry folding movie, though, no. because laundry folding, you need the distraction. Yes. This is a good running around the house, not really listening to it movie. No, exactly. <laughs> Everything ends up happy. You're fun. This is 
specific movie. Other romantic comedy Christmas movies, you have to like it'd be nice. Yeah, to that's like that. that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so uh, then uh, there's like all this stuff with a wedding where it's like this is gonna be too hard because my name isn't really legally my name and we don't have a venue and. We can't do it at the greenhouse because our body heat will like make the flowers wilt. And then she says, Cassie says to Jake, and you know how much heat we put off and gives him a kiss. That was like the, the most chaste kiss, the most chaste and the coldest kiss. ever. Okay. So, so my, I wrote this down for later, but oh, yeah. I was like, have they banged? I don't think they have. I don't think they have either. You're probably right. They seem because to not know because, each other. <laughs> like later, like I think like the night before the wedding or whatever, she's like, and I'm marrying you tomorrow. And she's like, you know, she's trying to convince us that she finds him hot. Yeah. Like, her whole body language is like, I can't really stand you at all. Or like I, and also at the very end, they're like, I fell in love with you the minute I saw you at your stairs. And it's like, I, they just don't have any chemistry yeah. and the, somehow I mean maybe it's good they killed him off because then they could introduce somebody that she had more I chemistry with I kept thinking that he reminded me of a combination of okay the child molester dad from seventh heaven yes and Steve Gutenberg and the parent trap with the newer parent trap the yeah the newer parent trap uh yeah I, I would definitely say the seventh heaven dad more he looks the, a lot like him yeah he does yeah and I, like Ugh. Like, I think Ugh. in that conversation, like, he goes home every night to his kids, and she's never yeah. really stayed over at his house. So that's why I was like, have they banged before? Because I don't feel like they have, because they never kiss like they have, like, there no. was no deep kiss. It was just very, like, like, boom! Done. Esther's married to an Aries, so she expects more heat <laughs> oh, and even the lot. chastest of yes. kisses. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I have, like, a ratio of kisses. <laughs> that's, that like, a scale. <laughs> the way that they're kissing are, like, the way that if you accidentally turn your face in the wrong way and kiss your own kiss. mother chastely yes. on the mouth, that's how they're kissing. Like, very tight-lipped. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's bizarre. It's super weird. Anyway, so then they go back to Cassie's store. She's burning incense. The incense is not on. <laughs> but again, there's like magical fucking music happening where we're yeah. supposed to be seeing some sort of like thing happening between her and the baker. I didn't understand that scene at all. Like she was saying like, oh, I have lots of baking to do in like the scene before. And then she's like, oh, can you cater my whole event? And I was like, then why are you baking? Yeah. Then what's the baking? Well, and you know what? That whole entire, just to get the baker totally out of the way, the baker's cake ends up getting eaten by a dachshund <laughs> that she forgot was in her van. <laughs> That's me. When that happened, I, at my iPad, I literally screamed, what? <laughs> like the day of the wedding, the baker, who's now a sexy lady that everyone can recognize, <laughs> comes to her and says, I have bad news about your cake. I put it in the back of my van with my neighbor's dog. And my neighbor's dog was back there too. It's just like what? And you know what Cassie's reaction to that is? You gave that dachshund the best Christmas ever. I was just like, what? Yeah, like I don't understand what's happening here. No, I, if you see Cake Boss, they do not. They they open both doors, so they well, can you're see not going to put a dachshund in the <laughs> back of a van a with a cake. Van. How can you put it in the back of the cake? I don't understand this. A dachshund also is not 
sneaky enough. They're to, not going when to you, they can't jump up into the van. They're small. They they're can't small. Jump into the back Somebody seat. put that dachshund in the van. I kept kind of hoping that the whole thing was actually being sabotaged because all the stuff with the wedding starts going wrong. They right. get a marriage license with the wrong names. They can't find a venue. The minister gets stuck on the side of the road or something. The only like, minister in town. They're the like, it's not even in their town. Their minister is coming from another town. <laughs> <laughs> there's all these things that are going wrong and i was kind of hoping that it was going to turn out that somebody was working like if against leon them. was like a bad witch that would have been so cool oh that would have been so much better it was so much better <sighs> Mark, please call us we have really good ideas oh and then there's this weird moment okay so cassie magically suggests party planning as a job to martha when martha's kind of like talking about or they're at the they're at the coffee shop together and party planning comes up and so um that's like setting the groundwork for Martha deciding that she's going to be the wedding planner. And then there's this confrontation between Leon and Jake where Leon says, you ruined my family. And Jake says, no, you ruined your family because you robbed a bank. Yeah. And Leon's like, no, you ruined my family. And it turns out that there was like a hundred thousand dollars that was never found. Oh, okay. I missed that whole part. So I was like, why does he keep looking into her store? Oh yeah. So he hid the $100,000 in the floor of this old decrepit store then she moved in while he was in prison, spruced it all up, made it a beautiful store, and the money's still hidden in the floor. And you would have thought that her being the all-knowing good witch, she would have known that those that money was in the I floor. I mean, maybe she did know. There's all these weird magical moments between Leon, this robber, and Cassie too. Like she gives him a job. They like Which was a bizarre friends. job. There is a Santa suit on the wall and like suddenly. Yeah, Santa suddenly he's a display. bell ringer. <laughs> He's like, what is this suit? And she's like, oh, that's for my Santa, but he has a touch of the flu. Do you want to be Santa and help raise money for the kids? (laughs) It's so weird, you guys. It's so weird. It's so weird. But this is when the uh, teenagers go to the store and Jody's like, I can't figure out what to get my mom. She seems really stressed with the implication being because her dad is back in town. Cassie suggests this like spa in a box that has like candles and bath salts and like magnetic crystals to put on her pulse points and stuff like that. And then Martha comes in all in a tizzy about being the wedding planner. We'll do it in the 12 days of Christmas themed. We'll get 12 drummers (laughs) drumming. I I love that. (laughs) Martha can't do mine wedding. I know. Exactly. (laughs) No, there'd be too many birds. Esther, Esther, you would be fine with it, but Kylie wouldn't be able to come. I don't know if we could do a bird themed (laughs) wedding in that way. Fine. But apparently she decides that she's going to plan it all for free even though we know that she needs the money because she's that's broke. an entire that's plot what i understand because he was because t- the mayor was telling her like don't i think you should do your own manicures from now on yeah like and stop then, going to get which, manicures and i was like shut up you idiot yeah. have her manicures. people are allowed to treat themselves even when finances are tight if that's the it's only thing she's bucks. doing her have her three five bucks <laughs> yeah but so she's going to volunteer to put on this huge expensive wedding in four motherfucking days. <sighs> then she also tells Cassie that she needs to keep an eye on Jody because Jody's still there. She needs to keep an eye on Jody because Jody's the daughter of this robber. Yes. Okay. Then Cassie then. gives her wedding ring to the little girl, like Jake's daughter, for some reason. She's probably like, what, 12, 12. 11 or she's 12. 12. I said, Giving the ring to a 12-year-old? Please look at my all caps written here. Please. <laughs> it's at all caps. Because is this the like the ring that's traditionally been in her family? It's like the only yeah, thing she has left the from only her thing mother she has and grandmother. From her mother. 
And she gives it to a 12-year-old for no reason. For safe in four days. Can you hold this and make sure it's okay? Can you hold this priceless item for me? First of all, that's a lot of stress on a 12-year-old. Yeah. Second of all, that's a lot of responsibility on a 12-year-old. Yeah. And also, it's fine in your purse. (laughs) What are you doing? You can hold on to the ring. Like, hold on to it until the day of the ceremony and be like, hey, can you hold on to this for 20 minutes? Yeah, exactly. And so she uh, she hands Lori the ring. And then she's like, oh, I got to go pick up my dress and runs out of the store, leaving the fucking 12 year old in can charge of the out, store. Yeah, can you look out of the store? Not to Martha, because Martha yeah. doesn't need a job. The adult <laughs> lady who's standing there. She's not put in charge. It's the 12 year old. The 12 year old daughter, not her brother who's 16 or 17. It's yeah. the 12 year old. Yeah. And so then Cassie rushes off to grab her dress. Lori gets put in charge. Then Jody leaves because she sees her mom on the street and she's like trying to get approval for this Christmas gift or something, but nobody knows that. And so all Lori notices is that the ring isn't there and she immediately thinks it's Jody. Yes. Who stole it. Yes. Um, spoiler alert, it isn't. It's like a totally accidental, stupid fucking thing. I was like, I knew it was this when it happened. I was like, oh no, it's not. Yeah, but they need to have this whole through line where Brandon gets mad at his dad because Lori goes to the dad and is like, I think that Jody stole this ring and... Then, like, the dad kind of believes it and it says something to Brandon, like, well, you don't know that much about her. And it's like the pretty the coincidence is pretty high and blah, 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 blah. Um, at one point, this is a little bit later, but when the chief talks to Brandon about Jody, Brandon gets really defensive and he's talking about how all the townspeople think that she's like bad news. And they said and he said, it's like they think she's in. It's like they think she's some sort of gangster. And I was like, like nobody no. in this town thinks that your 16-year-old, like, blonde friend blonde, is some yes. sort of gangster. Like, this town is incredibly white yes. and incredibly wealthy. There's, like, yes. one teenager with a pink streak in their hair, and she's like, oh, she's the gangster she's of the our gangster. town. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So, just, like, as another side note, sad grandpa is walking on the street with presumably his girlfriend, Gwen. I think so. And he's like kind of expressing to her that she's that he's a little bit sad and she's like going to San Diego to visit her grandkids or something. And he drops the bomb that he's going to be moving. But she doesn't really understand that because she thinks that he's just saying he's going to go on vacation, too, or that he's moving out of the house or something. Right. I don't I did not understand his plot line at all. Like, why was he moving to make like to. I don't understand that. He has a friend who owns a restaurant in Montreal. Duh. It's the Fl- <laughs> Montreal, the Florida. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Jenny is going to be like, uh, guys, I live just outside of Montreal. <laughs> it's not the Florida Canada. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Although, Jenny, your boss is kind of Floridian, isn't he? It's very true. Very true. Maybe it is. Maybe this is a whole Canadian thing that we don't know anything about. Uh, okay, and that's then when uh, Leon gets hired to be the bell ringing Santa, uh, ostensibly so that he can be close to the shop at all times. Cause yeah, because he's, like, cause he's like shown all the time, like looking into the shop, and you're not quite sure why he's looking into the shop because it's never like foreboding. Like no one ever says like, and they couldn't find the hundred. You know, like that was ne- I I didn't make that connection. So I was just like, oh, maybe he's like interested in witchy stuff or like he wants to rob the, just this one random witchy store and not anybody else. Like I wasn't quite sure why he kept saying. See, until I like think that years. your plot line of him being a bad witch makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Because he like, was being kind of sketchy great. like that. Yeah. Yeah. 
or the music was making him kind of sketchy. He would just kind of yeah. look inside. And the music was he like, looked just like a super handsome dude. He was. I was like, hey, Leon. <laughs> I wish you could see what Esther just did with her fucking straw. <laughs> you are I'm lucky you're home alone, it. girlfriend. <laughs> I know. Oh, it so started as an accident and turned into a bit, as all the best tongue-related jokes do. <laughs> okay, so then somehow we end up at a bridal shower, which what? They, I yes. Okay, so when uh, Cassie gives Betty the necklace, the baker the necklace, it's right. at a fucking bridal shower. They're surrounded by gifts, and she's like, "Oh, so many presents! This is so beautiful." And I'm like, "You had six fucking days to plan a wedding, and one of those days was spent doing a bridal shower." <laughs> okay, that makes no sense. And that's when Martha comes in with a partridge and a pear tree, one for oh, yeah. each table. She's trying to make the party really extravagant or the wedding really extravagant. And when Cassie asks her to keep it more chill, Martha quit quits being the planner and basically says, like, I can't do this because nobody appreciates me. And it doesn't make any sense. Well, no one did appreciate her partridges and pear tree except for me. So, yeah. Martha, anytime if you want to give me some partridges or... Yeah, I'll oh, take a pear oh, tree. There's a line. There's a line where she's like, 12 drippers drumming and she rings bells. I know. No <laughs> I noticed that too. I literally wrote it down because that's when she goes into the shop the first time and she's like, 12 drummers drumming and shakes a bunch shakes of bells. bells. <laughs> that's not, not the like, same instrument. Just, it's like nine ladies dancing. Jing, jing, jing. That would make yeah. more sense. <laughs> any, I mean, almost Martha any of the other ones would make more sense. <laughs> Drumming, Isn't there a drumming. whole bell one? No, there's no bell. There's like, no bells. Twelve Are you sure? drumming, eleven um, pipers piping, pipers piping, ten lords of leaping, nine ladies dancing, eight maids of milking, seven songs of swimming, six of delay, five golden rings. Oh, maybe I'm thinking of golden rings. <laughs> golden rings. That's bell like. Yeah, something. But Four calling birds, three, three French, French hens, two, two turtle, turtle doves, doves and, and, a par- and just one partridge. So I was a bit peeved that there were like twelve partridges in the tree, <laughs> but. <laughs> You're overdoing it on the partridges, Martha. (laughs) See, we drive her to quit, too. We're no better than anyone else. Uh, Okay, so then Lori almost tells Cassie that she doesn't have the ring, but then she switches at the last minute and says that her dress just doesn't fit, which then Cassie takes seriously and takes to the robber's ex-wife, who's apparently the best seamstress in town. There's seriously 12 people in this town. (laughs) And says, can you redo this dress? I don't understand why that was a thing. Because Lori was making it up. The dress wasn't yes. actually too small for her. She just was trying so to overcorrect when she... Right. Yeah. And they make this whole big deal of it. Well, and then that's when Cassie gives the daughter of the Leon... A silver dollar, yes. A silver dollar, which again, makes no sense. What? And she's, she's like, like oh, the daughter is like, well, what is this worth? And Cassie says... Well, a dollar can be worth many different things depending on how you spend it. It's It's a silver dollar. What the fuck? So then the teens are walking down the street. It becomes really clear that all she wants for Christmas is for her family to be reunited. Um, And she gives her coin to her dad dressed as Santa and like presumably doesn't recognize him or something. No, she doesn't know it's her dad. Yeah. Even though it's a very small town. This is what I don't understand. This is a very, like I live in a small town. I've lived in other small towns. Yeah. No one knew that they were getting married until people, she told them. She's like, oh, yeah. getting married. But everyone knows that Leon is a bank robber. Yeah. And no, everyone knows that Leon is Santa, except yeah. for his daughter. Except for his daughter, who's like, here, Santa, take this dollar. Take this Let me, dollar. like, yearnfully look at this family that's all oh, joyful nice and happy family. together. Yeah. It was bizarre. 
I'm like, why would you give your silver dollar to the Santa? Yeah, it's so weird. Uh, then the Derek and fancy Baker Betty hit it off because of magic. Oh, but also, this is like two days before the wedding, and the reason that the baker is in her shop is to ask what kind of frosting she wants. I... uh, You and I have both planned weddings. Yes. And I feel... Cake was, like, not a priority for me at all. I really didn't care. But you don't ask somebody to do anything service-related for your wedding without giving them a tiny bit of information. And if you're hiring a single vendor, and this isn't for weddings, this is for like literally any event. If you say, I would like flowers, they'll say, what do you have in mind? What's your price point? What are you looking for? If you say, I would like you to make me a cake, they'll say, what kind of cake? What kind of frosting? How tall would you like it to be? What's your vision? Do you want flowers? Do you want like, they're asking you these questions, not like showing up to your place of business (laughs) two days before your wedding being like, hey, do you want chocolate or do you want praline? Like, no, you weirdo. Well, like the thing was is that the whole scene with Martridge and Martridge with Martha and Partridges, <laughs> that was the cake like selecting moment. Like that's yeah, what she was there. She was the in before. the bakery. Like, I want this cake. What? It, it made no sense at all. <laughs> and I mean, maybe it's her magic drawing her there so she could. Or just be like, oh, you know, is there, any, are there any changes that you will make? Like. Make it a practical question and not like, we dealt with this before. Yeah, text her. That's the thing. Like, I was like, was this invented before the time of cell phones? Because no one is calling each other. No. They're all, like, rushing places to have conversations. (laughs) Like, hi, I'm just just across the street and dropping in. And then there's this other weird thing where there's, like, where they're talking about the wedding location. That's what happens next. And there's, again, no chemistry. At one point, he the cop is, like, getting ready to leave. And he looks back and Cassie's like gently smiling at him. And he's like, what's going on? And she's like, I just remembered I get to marry you on Christmas Eve. And it's like, yeah, that's like, she was trying to like, I think she was like trying to come on to him on the couch. Like, oh, there's so much hotness between us, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, no, there's not. He's not into you, girlfriend. I hate to say it. (laughs) And I don't know if she's into him either. Like, this relationship should not be benign. Anyway, then the cop has a heart-to-heart that's all sort of orchestrated because she says, why don't you go get coffee when he's leaving, when the cop's leaving? And then Brandon's there also. Apparently, they haven't spoken since the Jody thing came up between them. And so they have a heart-to-heart. They talk about how Jody's different in a good way, just like Cassie. Which I thought Um, was really weird. Because, like, you have this whole storyline of, like, your dead mom has made you not like Christmas. Yeah. Basically. And he's like, you know who Jody reminds me of? Jody reminds me of the wife that I'm going to marry tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. And not like, and not like your, your mom. Your like, mom. Like, isn't it cool how you found somebody who has the same spirit as your mother? Like, family is so important. It's just like. <laughs> it was so like, I was just like, what? Like, like, she's like the new girl that they've known for like a year. Yeah. Like how strong. I mean, the kids feel very strongly about her because at one point they're talking about what to get her for Christmas. Right. Right. And the so daughter like is like, her. well, she's so special. We need to get her the most special gift ever. <laughs> then I was just like, what? Okay. So your mom's the one who's like, you know, your dead mom is the one who makes Christmas so bad, but no one's trying to fix that. Yeah. <laughs> everyone's just like, here's this new lady. Wed- she's in charge lady. now. Here's this wedding that's going to replace Christmas. And so she then Cassie fixes the George thing basically by suggesting to him that she needs more help at the B&B. He doesn't agree to take over it yet. He doesn't do that till the wedding because everything kind of gets resolved at the wedding. But she starts like floating ideas about how she is going to end up moving in with 
Chief Russell and she can't be two places at once. And it, it's sort of setting the groundwork. Yeah. Then the chief keeps stalking the, oh, I said staking out, but said stalking the robber. Yeah. Um, He's again being super, super weird. Oh, and I said, this is how we know it's Christmas Adam because he says, you can't follow me around tomorrow. And I thought and that was really funny. I have to tell you about Christmas Adam, Esther. Okay, tell me about Christmas Adam. Esther introduced me to Christa, Christmas Adam last year. Yes. And Christmas Adam is the day before Christmas Eve because Adam came before Eve did. Yes. So it's very funny. Thank you. I love it. And the first time I heard it, I died and I completely adopted it into my own thing. Okay, good. So yesterday, Nathan was saying all of these chores that he wanted to get it, get done on Monday. Like, we'll get an oil change and we'll blah, 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 and we'll blah, blah, blah. Like, all of these things. And I said, I just don't know if I want to spend our Christmas Adam doing so many chores. And he was like, our what? And I was like, our Christmas Adam, because Adam comes before Eve. And he was like, I don't like that. <laughs> No reaction to it at all. I love it. <laughs> of like, course. No. Mr. Capricorn. Like, we're not doing that. <laughs> we're not doing that. <laughs> and it's Capricorn Ooh. season and he's a Capricorn. So I guess we're he's not. Gonna be, he's more Capricorny. Exactly. Not as corny as we are. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Lori. Okay. So Cassie brings Lori the dress that's been fixed and Lori confesses about the ring. And Cassie talks about how memories of family are more important than tangible items from family and how the ring always finds its way back to her. Like, I was just so mad that they put all this stress responsibility on the 12 year old. I know. I remember, I'm that sort of child. Like if that was happened to me, I would, oh, be I would have been a nervous wreck. It would have been so bad. And then for me it to be like, oh, and it always comes back to me. Tell her that first. They, if it, yeah. Hey, itself, when you hand it, it to her, back. be like, hey, keep this safe. But if something happens, don't worry. It always finds its way back to me. Yeah. That's like <laughs> three seconds of your day before you run out to go get your muffins. And then she must have known exactly where it is because she then goes directly so, to Martha yeah. and is like, hey, can I get those fabric samples? And Martha finds the goddamn ring and her purse because she was gathering all of her stuff off the counter and accidentally grabbed the ring. But for some reason, Cassie acts really surprised. Yes. Yeah. Well, She's like, is... where did that come from? Okay. Well, first of all, it's been like four days. Martha still has these fabric samplers even after she in quit her the job. In her purse. True. After Secondly, she quit. And after enough. she quit. <laughs> and she hasn't needed her cell phone or her keys Nothing. or her wallet because in her purse is also this mysterious ring box. Yes. And she's like, what's this? And Cassie's like, oh, that's my ring. And then and then Martha goes on a guilt trip. I'm like, Martha, it's not your fault. Why are you guilting yourself yeah. over this? Yeah. Like, she's like, oh my God, I'm such an idiot. I'm like, the what have I person done? In the world. And Cassie's like, Oh no, this is a season for love and forgiveness. I'm like, what are you forgiving Martha for? She didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> yeah, she accidentally <laughs> grabbed a ring that was on a counter. Like, I and don't you see gave this to a 12 year old. This is not Martha's problem. <laughs> <laughs> but for some reason, as like to make it up to Martha or something, Cassie says that she like connected her with some rich couple that's getting married in the spring to be their party planner. So that's how the money comes into play, apparently. But it's like not really. How is that helpful? That I don't understand this. And she reinvites her to the wedding because of Christmas spirit, obviously. She's like, oh, why would you invite me to the wedding after all I've done to after you? After all like, I've done. done. What? You've done nothing, Marissa. Stop. I know. You guys are just too, they keep two to super for, like, weird ladies. They the most villain in the world. Like, she's, like, not she's even, like, the most vanilla. <laughs> like, she's, villain. like, she looks like a 
like brown and beige toned Professor Umbridge. That is exactly what I was but like. But without lady, an evil glint in her eyes. She's not evil. She's just an idiot. <laughs> yeah. She's just a rich lady who's bored. Yes. <laughs> anyway, so they get reinvited to the wedding. Lori tells Brandon that the ring has been found. And he's like, you must feel pretty good that it wasn't Jody. Like a weird conversation. And then they have a conversation about how they're not just siblings. They're also friends. And it's like, guys, you have spent so much time together in this movie already. <laughs> like, why are you having to have these heart to heart conversations about the meaning of your relationship? Yeah. I it makes no sense. Jody, and I'm like, it, she, it, it wasn't bad for you to go to Jody behind your brother's back. You just didn't want to involve him. That's not bad. Yeah, That's not wrong. It's fine. This is where Nathan walked into the room the second time I was watching it and said, and I was wearing headphones and said, oh, Catherine Bell. <laughs> and I was like, what do you know Catherine Bell from? And he's like, JAG and NCIS. Oh. So apparently she's like actively acting in other stuff that's not on the Hallmark channel. Oh, yeah, yeah. I Although I guess she was on JAG, JAG in like JAG the early 2000s. Like late, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so then she, so Cassie is talking to Brandon, kind of like, oh, everything's working out for the better. And Brandon offers to go grab Sage from the shop for the ceremony. Okay, I didn't Cassie. understand this. So he's the photographer for the wedding. Yeah. But he's also the errand boy getting stuff in the middle of the day. Well, and I don't know if you picked up on this, but I definitely paused it to write down her list when he says, I'll yes. get the Sage, and she goes to cross Sage off of her yes. list. <laughs> Can I tell you about yes, this please. list of items on list, her please. wedding day? <laughs> yes, please tell me, because I remember looking at this. So, Okay, so this sage. is her wedding day. They are getting married in two hours. I think she, she had cookies. She crossed off Sage. That was the first thing on her list. <laughs> the rest of the list is as follows. Cake, camera, hankies, truffles, wedding license, flowers, spirit stones, wedding dress, pay minister, and music. This is, again, two hours before the wedding. Which of these items do you think was crossed off? I don't remember what to... Uh... Sage. Sage. That was the first right. thing on the first list. one, right? Camera, hankies, camera. wedding license, and music. Yes, because I remember her having a conversation about the truffles earlier, and I was like... Why is she ordering truffles if she's having her entire wedding catered, catered. by the baker? So this means that the things that she has not accomplished with two hours to go are <laughs> cake, truffles, yes. flowers, spirit <laughs> stones, whatever the hell they are. Okay, spirit I would be, stones. She shouldn't going to use them for the ceremony. I yeah, think. but shouldn't wouldn't those also be things that he could pick up at the store for her at her own store for her? That seemed like have, so. have him get the spirit stones and the sage. There's no wedding dress either. Yes. And she yeah. hasn't paid the minister two hours before the wedding. Yeah. <sighs> and then everything starts going wrong. The dachshund eats the cake. <laughs> uh, she says, you brought great joy to a dachshund this Christmas to poor Becky, who's but just I'm trying sure to get her I'm shit sure together. I'm sure the cake was bigger than the dachshund. So I'm I sure know. the dachshund only ate like a corner. <laughs> or it did not bring great joy to the dachshund because the dachshund is pooping and puking all over its owner's house. <laughs> the dachshund had to go to the so ER much. and get its stomach <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you just killed a Especially dachshund. because Derek's idea for the frosting was chocolate. So this, this dog is probably <laughs> in some trouble. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she ca- immediately calls George and asks him to make a cake for 35 people that needs to be ready in two hours because that's when the wedding is. And she encourages him to get help with Lori so that he feels connected with his grandkids again. Yes, because Lori, this responsible 12-year-old, yeah, is in charge of everything. 
It's her fault that her grandpa wants to move to Montreal. It's her fault that the ring is gone. It's her fault that Brandon's mad at his dad about Jody. It's all her fault. Poor Lori. This poor Lori. (laughs) Okay, then the minister has car trouble. Then they realize the marriage license has the wrong names on it. And he... This is what I didn't get. Maybe because I did this in Korea. But why can't you just do the ceremony and sign license later? I know. We, our wedding, our big wedding celebration was two months after we legally got married. Yeah. Because we needed to get everything signed. And so we just did that two months ahead of time. Right. And then still kept our regular wedding. Like, it doesn't have to be at the same moment. It's a symbolic ceremony. Right. That's why I didn't understand. Why is everyone stressing so much? Just do the stupid ceremony. But actually, sorry, I was just thinking about my cousin's wedding in Calgary this summer. In Canada, you have to sign the license as part of the ceremony. Oh, maybe so it's that, a Canadian thing. There, definitive proof <laughs> there in Canada. Because at one point, okay, so at my cousin's wedding, one of her uh, husband's, like brand new husband's relatives posted some Facebook thing that was like, apparently we're confusing to Americans. And it was listing all the shit that various cousins of mine said. A lot of the quotes were mine, which was a little <laughs> bit offensive. But one of them was like, I, they all, so they weren't well mic'd. I couldn't hear what was going on. And so when they left to go sign the paperwork, like mm-hmm. off to the side, I was like, what are they doing? I guess this is some weird Canadian thing where like they have to go <laughs> sign a bunch of stuff because everyone I know just right. signs it like before, before or after or a yeah. different day or right. whatever. But in Canada, they do it at the same time. The other things that I was blown away by were magpies because I don't live in a part of the world that has magpies and they're right. beautiful. Mm-hmm. I was blown away. And Calgary has these incredibly gorgeous black squirrels. And oh, I'd never seen a black yeah, squirrel yeah. before. So yes. there were all these like, <laughs> just like very benign things that we were shocked by that apparently the Canadians found <laughs> absolutely hilarious. This is amazing. <laughs> I was like, that is the biggest black squirrel in the whole world. We were just very enthusiastic people. Okay. So confirm this is in Canada. Okay. Yeah. This is definitely Canadian. Probably not the... Florida of Canada, because Montreal, as discussed, is the Florida, the Florida of, Canada. of Canada. Yes. Okay, so uh, they decide they have to call off the wedding. It's like right before the wedding, the robber breaks into Cassie's store because the $100,000 is still under the floorboards. Then Brandon and Jody walk in and he hides behind the counter and he hears Jody, who's his daughter, again, just because there's 5,000 characters. We want to, you know, reemphasize that. Um... He hears his daughter wish for a new beginning for her family. And he has this total change of heart because of love and family and Christmas and love and family. Like, I I feel like that would have been said, like, that was already kind of happening. This was just like the final, like, nail. Well, and he has another moment where he, like, kneels down at the spot where he's going to chisel out part of the floor to get the money. And he, like, turns on his flashlight and looks at it and then is like, I just can't. And he puts everything away. And so he decides against getting the money. And then it goes back to the wedding, back to the historical society, which is, I guess, where Cassie was getting ready or something. And Jake is telling her that they can't get married. And then Martha and the mayor walk in and they're like, thanks for reinviting us. Oh, by the way, we have your correct license because one of my friends at the county office noticed that the names were wrong. And so here it is. Everything is fixed magically. Yeah, Martha fixes everything because also they realize that even though their officiant can't be there as the mayor, he has the ability to marry people. And also the historical society has enough space for this wedding, which literally in the images of the wedding is like 
maybe 15 people. Yeah. Could have done that at somebody's house. Two black people. I counted the crowd. (laughs) The town is a very white town. Very white town with 30 people. Exactly. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's fixed. Oh, and the mayor was really funny when she's, when uh, his wife was like, oh, you can marry them. The mayor was like, oh, I didn't even think about that. It's been so long. I'm like, (laughs) I feel like any mayor I know would be yucking it up, getting people married constantly. I know. I know. Like, look at this cool thing I can do. Yeah. Let me do this for the press tour. Hey, hey. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they get married. The cake is made of all the cookies that she's apparently been making over the last six days, iced together to look like a multi-tiered cake. I just did not. Because she was like, it was like she was saying, I'm so busy, but yet not so busy. But yet yeah. I'm busy. The whole I time. made 500 cookies, and yet I had no time to make sure that my wedding license was picked up or pick up my dress in a reasonable way or not put a 12 year old in charge of my ring or whatever. (laughs) If she had just not taken it upon herself to get Betty married off to Derek, this would have been fine. She would have had so much more time priorities, man. Anyway. So that then at the wedding is where George decides that he wants to stay at the B and B. They become equal partners where he's going to kind of like manage the day to day stuff. Then she's like, I need to welcome all of my guests. And she leaves the wedding to go say hi to the robber who's like lurking outside trying to get a glimpse of his and wife it's like, and it's, child. It's not even like a, tw- like a 10 second transition. It's like, I need to go say hello to my guests. And then like outside, mystery music. Hello. It's like, yeah. not even she's like, like five like seconds. all beautiful and charming <laughs> and outside. Like a, like a coat with a gown outside. <laughs> And he's like, I just, and she's like, come on in, come on in. And he's like, I just want my family back, man. <laughs> and he doesn't say it like that. Cause no. you know, he's a Canadian. He's from Montreal, <laughs> but he's like, I just want my family back. And she said, or I, my family doesn't want me or something. And she's like, family. I wrote this as a quote. Family is a very powerful force where there's love. There's family. And that's like the whole message of the entire thing. But again, that doesn't relate to Christmas. no. Or witchery. No, not. So then the robber walks in and confesses to where the money is hidden to the chief of police at his wedding. At his wedding. (laughs) And hands him a black bag with supposedly the money inside. But he didn't end up taking up the. Yeah, that's a good point. I thought he took. I I thought that he took it up, but he ended up giving the money to the guy instead of running away with his daughter. Yeah, so that's I felt I like the last right. plot point was was that he was going to try to run away with his daughter. And but he doesn't her... dig up the money in the scene before. So how is that bad? Oh, well, see, with the I money? thought it like faded out. Like while well, he was kind of. Oh, still maybe you're right. Out. All right. So anyway, I thought it was money because he and gave then, it to his yeah. deputy saying like, "This is the money." Yeah, yeah. Like, it must, he must have had it. You're totally right. I just guess I just wasn't paying attention to that. Because <laughs> I'm like, like I don't, don't care. Don't. <laughs> I know. <exactly. laughs> Okay, so then he talks to Jody and his ex-wife, and Jody, all she wants for Christmas is family, so she decides to take him back. And then his motherfucking ex-wife decides to take him back, too. Which, why? I didn't understand. I, I, like, it's like he confessed his love, but he confessed his love to his family, and it was weird. Because he didn't supposedly talk to them for the 10 years, and then all of a yeah. sudden they're a happy family again. Yeah, they're like, because it's Christmas and we're at a wedding, we are all happy family again. It was so strange. And then Derek shows up and gets the money because the chief is like, this is my wedding. I don't want to be in charge of this anymore. And he connects with Becky and they're just like giant nerds together. And then as Cassie and Jake are got it getting into a literal horse-drawn carriage, 
it starts snowing. Yes, just like Cassie predicted. It and he says, Jake says, like, how how did, like, he doesn't even finish the sentence, but basically, how did you know it was going to snow? Right. And she says, magic happens, and then it fades to black and the movie's over. <laughs> See, part of me thinks that they had to have the marriage license to do this wedding ceremony because she's still a virgin. And so to actually be married, actually do everything. That's why he's like, we have to cancel the wedding because she's because we have to do this right. Yeah, exactly. They're going to hang the sheet with her maidenhead blood at like medieval times. <laughs> it was just a good witch. <laughs> Esther, so disappointing. I was I was expecting like I did not expect I was not expecting like Oscar nominations. No, I no, was no. Just expecting like a good fun time. But as I watched it, I was like, this is bonkers. This is more bonkers than I expected it to be. Like, I had low expectations. This, <laughs> this like, exceeded those low expectations. Well, they didn't even lower. do a good job of being about witches. No, that's what I was like. That's, I was, uh, tell just... us, dear listeners, if you've seen the series, if you have seen the other movies, is this, like, this is, like, the most minimal witchy mess that they've done. They just, I like, know. hints. It's like, oh, here's an astral calendar. Here's some sage. Here's yeah, some yeah. Potion. They mentioned Mercury Retrograde. Yeah, they do like little things like that, but they don't actually do. There's like no tarot cards. There's n- like nothing that exceeds. Yeah. Beyond. Like there's no cauldron. There's a possum or possum or whatever the broom is called, but it's not even like used in a magical way. She's sweeping the floor with it. Yeah. It just, oh. I, the, I'm mostly just annoyed because we chose this so that we could do like a fun witchy Christmas movie. And, and it then it was neither of those things. <laughs> and we're not going to do a different episode for this week. This is nope. what you're getting, people. This is what you get, people. Sorry. <laughs> we love you. <laughs> Should we pull cards for each other for our week just so that yes. we have some yes, yes. tarot content? <laughs> tarot content. What everyone came here for. Okay. God, I mean, seriously. <laughs> I would be happy to review other of these movies for Patreon. Yeah. But yeah. for the main feed, it was just... <laughs> Not on not brand Christmas, enough. Not witchy. Not witchy though. enough. Maybe tarot happens in something. I want my <laughs> money back. Exactly. I want my $6 to get my money back. <laughs> I signed up for an Amazon Hallmark movie pass oh. that is free for the first week and then $7.99 a month oh. if I don't cancel it. <laughs> oh, <gosh>. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that is a real steep price that for Hallmark for, content. For Hallmark, yes. <laughs> Especially when most of the Hallmark stuff can be found on uh, Netflix. Like yeah. A lot of the stuff can be found on Netflix. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Who even knows? But I am using Spacious Tarot because oh, I have not even looked through it, it yet. Oh, I'm using Used Tarot. Of course. Yeah. Spacious Tarot is small. Is it? Is it like jelly bean small? A little bit bigger? No. Okay. Uh, here's Compendium of Constellations. Okay. And here's Spacious. Oh, okay. So it's just like a little taller. It's like bridge yeah. cardish. It's not super bridge cardish. It's also a slightly, slightly, slightly wider. wider. Okay. But it's this is it compared to the borderless Rider Waite Smith. Waite Smith. Yeah. I'll just do one and one. Oh, okay. So it's just like a smidge smaller on either side in the top. Yeah, it's probably a millimeter narrower and like three millimeters shorter. Okay, yeah. That's not bad. I like it. It's going to be really easy for people with smaller hands to shuffle. Yes, definitely. And And also it's kind of unique. I don't have any other cards that size. Yeah. 
this would be really easy to like bring around with you. Yeah. All right. So, what should we pull for? I don't know. Maybe what we can do to lean into our Yule spirit. Yule spirit. Yeah, I was thinking like I need some Yule spiritness. Yeah. So let's do some Yule spirit. For, are we pulling for each? Uh, like, am I pulling for you, and you're pulling for me? Yep. Okay. Okay. I'm just making well, sure. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> okay. 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 I was like, wait, are we doing this for ourselves? Okay. <laughs> so Holly and her the Yule spirit. What can Holly do? We're talking action here. Yes. Yours is going to be like Kermit. (laughs) (laughs) Like, find a way to be quiet and alone. Oh my gosh. If only. (laughs) Oh. Well, two, like, flipped out at me, so I'm going to pull a third. Okay. Okay. Uh Uh-oh. Hold on. Esther. Okay. What did you get for me? So the two that flew out together were the Tower and the Muse of I Am. So... What? what? I know. Both of those together. Like, Yikes. it just flew out. And then the night of inspiration. So, lots of perseverance going into this. What? I'm not what expecting anything weird to be happening. That's I don't so know, straight. We're not a, even traveling. I know. But the Tower of I Am and the Music, the Tower and the Muse of I Am, seems like something very personal. So, yeah. Some Uh-oh. personal stuff. What's going All on, right. Holly? Okay. Well, no, but also it's supposed to be an action. So, what I am supposed, supposed to be to doing do. is tearing down. Tearing down yourself. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Maybe just redoing stuff, like in your house. Just re- take it all down. <laughs> I mean, we might have to replace an entire toilet. So that would be tearing <laughs> some stuff down. And for you, I got the Elder of Swords, which I am 95% as sure is the king, king in this of deck. Swords. Yeah, I think so. Uh, and let's just double check that elder is king. Yep. The nine of cups okay. and the seven of swords. Oh, my sneakiness can't come out. I think that you're just going to be kind of like read like kind of just taking some time to sort of just read. Yeah. I just like so. hang out and read <laughs> today. It is me like cleaning and cleansing the house as much as possible. Yeah. So this week I can just, because because in Korea, you only get Christmas day off. You don't get Christmas okay. Eve. You don't get any days after we just get Christmas day and new year's day off. There's nothing in between. So, Not even new year's Eve. Nope. Oh, just those two specific days. So I'm still be working when everyone else is partying it up, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Nathan is taking Monday and Tuesday off. And I really do think that this is the longest amount of time he's ever taken off where we weren't also traveling. Wow. So is it just because he has to use those days? No, it's because we weren't sure what the plan was going to be. And so he wanted to take Monday and Tuesday off just just in case case we were going north. And then when we decided not to, he was like, I'm still not going into work. Yeah. (laughs) Good for him. He doesn't need to do that. Well, I guess we should do our outro, right? That's our show. If you have any tarot questions or life questions that tarot can help with, for one of our regular episodes that does not turn into us just being like, what the hell is going on with Catherine Bell? <laughs> you can go to wildlytarot.com to find our deck and information about where our episodes are and question asking and all sorts of different things. And tell your friends about us and rate and review us because I looked up the outline from last episode. Oh, good job, girl. <laughs> I was just winging it. Well, good, because I have a memory like a cheese. So... You know, you can like write our episodes that are not 
this episode because this episode is a hot mess. So yeah, don't rate episodes. this one. Rate it based on real episodes. <laughs> yes, not on the randomest episode because this is the first time we've ever done a movie. So please don't judge our whole entire podcast on this. Yeah, and episode. seriously, if you this is your first time listening and you've gotten this far, far just <laughs> just love us anyway. We're sorry. Yes, please. We love you even more than other <laughs> listeners. <laughs> And you can also follow us on Instagram where we're still doing a bunch of giveaways. Uh, I, actually, this is going to be posted after Yule. So never mind. You missed it. Sorry, guys. You missed it. <laughs> uh, I need to post like four more giveaway items before Sunday. Also, just FYI. One hour. <laughs> yeah, I'll Boom. do this today. Um, and you can also join our Facebook community by searching Wildly Tarot Podcast on Facebook. And also, you can support us on Patreon if you want us to listen. I mean, watch other Good Witch, you know, episodes. Yeah, we totally can we'll do it. It'll be similar to this, but you know, you you know us by now on Patreon. So yeah, Patreon supporters understand. <laughs> <laughs> and remember, even though we didn't go forth and tarot wildly this week, <laughs> we we love you. Happy Yule, Merry Happy Christmas, Yule. Monica, I hope Kwanzaa, you have everything. a peaceful day. Yes, we love you. I hope that your day makes more sense than these people's days did. <laughs> yes. <laughs>